Hi, Evers and Nevers, and welcome back to SGE with SNG. I'm Sam. I'm Gail. And today we will be doing one of our special episodes. Which number is this? I think this is number eight. Number eight? Cool. Yes. So, in this episode, we will basically be discussing a few of our book recommendations, a few that we've read over, I don't know, recently, and Mm -hmm. during quarantine. Yeah, well, in the summer. Yeah, well, but we're not discussing that many. It will be kind of a series. We'll add more as time goes on to different bonus episodes. Yep. So, yeah, we hope you enjoy. And also, before we talk about it, we'll kind of tell you the age level, I guess. So, well, okay, yeah. Both of us read at about. We read at adult. We. Yeah, we read read adult. All ages. Yeah, mostly all ages, but skewing towards more mature literature, I suppose. Yeah, we. But we will tell you if there's... Well, some of them are obviously for younger people because, you know, we still enjoy our Diary of a Wimpy Kid, School yeah. for Good and Evil, Rangers Apprentice, etc. And so, but yeah, I mean, we'll definitely tell you if that's for... Yeah, we have a mixture. We have fantasy. We have... Rea- real... What's it called? Nonfiction. <laughs> nonfiction. <laughs> has no brain cells. Um, also, so like, yeah. young adult literature, etc. Okay. We'll if also you, be discussing the fandoms because yeah. for some of them... If you hear a lot of background noises, that Just, is because we we have the books with us, so we're kind of moving them around. Yep. Okay. Gail, would you like to start? Sure. So I'm going to start with this book. I read it a few months ago. It was really good. It's called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Rebecca Skloot, and um, it's nonfiction. It's basically about this um, lady in the... She was born a poor black tobacco farmer. Um, that's the back of the book. And she kind of, she develops cancer, cervical cancer. And she goes to the hospital, of course. And they take her cells without her consent. Or she, they have her consent to take the cells, but they experiment on them without her consent. And so later she dies, but her cells are being used to kind of, they're being used all over the world. Right. They're being sold for hundreds of dollars. Like, it's a billion, but her family multi-million dollar. It's a ton of money. But her family doesn't receive anything. Her family does not know. receive anything, and they do not know that her cells are being used. Her cells are literally, they create the polio they're vaccine. They're the cornerstone of everything. They're everything Every in medical science. Advancement. They're called HeLa because it's her name abbreviated. And people, it's just the story behind Hila and her life it was never written about people didn't really know what her life was and it's just really interesting it's all true it's written in first person it's Rebecca Skloot the author it's basically she's interviewing her family she's going around she's trying to piece it together because the family doesn't want to talk to people at first and because understandably understandably like the way I'm talking about it kind of seems like the characters in books sorry that sounds that was a bit rude. Like, they're kind of just... They're people, and they, they didn't know it's that real, this happened. Yeah. It's real. So, yeah, I really recommend this book. It's eye-opening. I yeah. really like books on this kind of topic. And, yeah, I'd say that the age level, many... I think anyone would find it interesting. Yeah. I think, yeah, I feel like reading levels are pretty objective. You know, people yeah. say they're adult reading, but honestly... I mean, some stuff, obviously, I'd rather not read until obviously, I was older. this has no, like, romance, I guess. But there are things that, you know... 
We can actually rate it like movies, you know, PG, G, PG-13, R. I'd say this is PG-13 because of the harsh reality. Because this is true, you know? Yeah, that sounds really cheesy. But, like, there are parts where it's so sad and all this terrible stuff happens. So, yeah, I'd say it's PG-13. But yeah, I, I really recommend it. it. I haven't read it yet, so I'm just going to snag that for over there. <laughs> okay, my first book I'm going to start with is Atlas Shrugged by Anne Rand. So, actually, I'd been intending to read this for a pretty long time, but I just kept putting it off because I read The Fountainhead first, and I really, I just didn't like it that much. And she wrote but, The Fountainhead. Yeah, I read The Fountainhead. What? No, I meant, like, the same author. Oh, yeah, The Fountainhead, which is also by the same author, who's Anne Rand. And, yeah, I love Atlas Shrugged. I think it's an amazing book. It's definitely one of my top ten for sure. And I'm just going to read the little blurb on the back because I think it's, it's... I love this book so much. So, it is the story of a man who said that he would stop the motor of the world, and he did. Was he a destroyer or the greatest of liberators? Why did he have to fight his battle, not against his enemies, but against those who needed him most, and his hardest battle against the woman he loved? What is the world's motor and the motive power of every man? So, and then the book is also described as a philosophical revolution told in the form of an action thriller. So I'm obsessed with this book. It's so interesting, just politically and just in its entirety. Um, it has literally all the elements that I love. So it has like romance, but it also has like that element of mystery. And it has definitely a lot of the American dream, which I think is so interesting to read about. Also a lot, I think a lot of hard work, you know, and it's, I think it's just an amazing book. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, so I'll read it after. Yeah, you can snag that from that. over there. Okay, next. Uh, that's like a solid five stars. Probably PG-13. There are some sex scenes. Yeah. So PG-13 to R. But mm, I think PG-13. Yeah, I feel like in literature, it's easier. Literature, it's, it's less not, explicit. It's not looking at you in the face. Like yeah. online. Or yeah, exactly. online. Not online. Movies. Yeah, that's true. Because, you know, in books, it's just like, they kissed. But then in movies, it's like, nasty. And you just, I just can't watch that. Yeah. So next book, this... Sam and I just recently, I think we read it yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Or two days ago, but it was... I read it two days ago. We read yeah, it I read yesterday. it yesterday because it's the same book, so we've been sharing, sharing it. Um, it was released about a month or two ago. It's by Suzanne Collins. It's The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. We talked about it in our last normal episode. Yeah, we mentioned it. Um, such, such It's really good. good. It's about Coriolanus Snow. Their names also I love just their names. that out. Like, there are... There's a part that they have a lot of the capital names. and They're great names. They're great names. They're like Shakespeare. This Coriolanus is Shakespeare. Then there's, um, like, there are various myths, mythology. There are just various literary references. Yeah. Historical references. And I think it's so cool. Like, amazing book. Love it. So I'm going to read the inside cover. And it says, It is the morning of the reaping that will kick off the 10th annual Hunger Games. In the capital, 18-year-old Coriolanus Snow is preparing for his one-shot at glory as a mentor in the games. The once mighty house of Snow has fallen on hard times. It's fate hanging on the slender chance that Coriolanus will be able to outcharm, outwit, and outmaneuver his fellow students to mentor the winning tribute. The odds are against him. 
She's been giving the humiliating assignment of mentoring the female tribute from District 12, the lowest of the low. Their fates are now completely intertwined. Every choice Coriolanus makes could lead to favor or failure, triumph or ruin. Inside the arena, it will be a fight to the death. Outside the arena, Coriolanus starts to feel for his doom tribute and must always need to follow the rules against a desire to survive no matter what it takes. Okay. So I feel like in the Hunger Games trilogy, President Snow, he's, I love his character, not as a person, but as, you know, just he's necessary. He's evil. He's, he's, he's evil. not. He's this not, is the he's question not, we talk about. Exactly. He's evil. You know, he's smart. He does. He's, he's a genius. Calculating. He's calculating. He's manipulating. And this is his That's origin evil. story. <laughs> yeah. But it gives, he has an amazing, with this book, sorry, I, I, I padded the book. With this book, it just gives him, I think it gave him an amazing character arc. Yeah. It just makes him so much more interesting. And it almost makes some of his actions in the next books, like, excusable. Yeah, like, the you feel, roses. You feel bad for him. The roses. There's, I talked the about snake. this in the last episode, um, with the... The snake, The especially. hanging tree song. The hanging tree. Snakes, yeah, like you said. It just makes everything, it's just amazing. It's probably one of the best prequels post... Yeah. That post, published post... Yeah, that's published post... Trilogy, I don't know. Post trilogy that I've ever read, definitely, I think. Yeah, and I like... Um, Suzanne Cotlin's style of writing style because of writing. it's interesting. There are good descriptions, but you don't kind of, you don't really have to read stuff again. You're like, did it I doesn't catch require that? brain power? Yeah, <laughs> in a positive way. Because you know, some books, like you really enjoy them, or maybe the text is too small, but you kind of have to. You have to really like focus on them sometimes. Yeah, this but makes this book you easy. Like, it engages you, but you're not like. What and it's that? definitely a page turner. You're not bored. Yeah, you're not bored. There are certain parts in Atlas Shrugged where I was just extremely bored, but over like over this book has nothing that is boring. Yeah, and also it's really interesting because when you first read it, you're surprised. You're like, actually, I did do a double take in some parts because I was like, wait, I know what? I had to reread stuff, and then I was like, oh my gosh, because it's changed so much. The Hunger Games, the Capital, not going into too much, but it's changed so it's much. It's amazing. You see from, the whole arc of this everything. It's yeah, like awesome. everyone wants to watch it. It's all this crazy stuff, but then it's like. But then you see a the beat reality. down arena. Yeah. And you can see how Snow so is building the games. Yeah. It's right. really good. It's amazing. So totally well, if you if you like the Hunger Games, highly recommend. Or yeah. even if you don't, if you like This could get you it's like into a thriller, it. Honestly. Kind of. Yeah, if you read this before you read the other, then you're like, oh my gosh, it builds up. Yeah. But when you read it before or after you read yeah. the others, you're like, oh my gosh. I honestly it totally like connects. it more than some of the books in the Hunger Games. I like the I liked The Hunger Games a lot. What I liked your favorite. I don't know, cause I really liked all of them, but I liked certain parts of each of them. Yeah, movie. Yeah, like you I know think... when you read them and you only read certain parts. Yes. I feel like that reminds me of Harry Potter. Definitely. Well, actually, that was not the book I had planned, but since that was a genius segue, thank Gail, you. Thank you for that. We'll obviously talk about Harry Potter. Right. Well, we don't have the whole series with us right now. What well, we do in our house, but I think I have this. Yeah, I <laughs> think you do too. But right now we just have the Order of the Phoenix here. Um, honestly, what is there to say about Harry Potter that hasn't already been said? It's so good. Yeah. There are. J.K. Rowling has recently been doing. She's been extremely questionable things. Trans. Not questionable, just bad. Yeah, not questionable. Transphobic. Politically incorrect. Offensive. Yeah, very offensive. But. I think. That there's you, no excuse for that. There's no excuse for her actions. However, I do believe that you can separate the author from their work. You don't yeah. have to... As long as she doesn't communicate as as, her views. Although, in the Harry Potter books, there's next to no 
there's no mention of transgender people. or anything or like anything gay that's people. gay people Literally diversity anything. like different races yeah i mean Padma is not parvati but like that's two indian people in a school of oh my gosh here comes the numbers again like 280 i don't know <laughs> the numbers are always a struggle but yeah. yeah harry potter definitely could use diversity and then and you shouldn't look that over but that should not be overlooked the storylines are good and i, I can think, enjoy yeah. I think, yes, I love Harry Potter. And honestly, during quarantine, I feel like I've I've read read Harry Potter dozens together, or not together, by ourselves. We've probably read the series over 40 times. Easily. Easily. Definitely not only 40. We've read it like, not hundreds. I read it. You, you, she read it um, before me, but I'm younger than Sam. So. But I read it right after you because we bought the books. Right. So. Yeah, we basically read them at the same time. We've been reading them a while. We've been reading them a solid. Yeah, definitely recommend. No, nothing else to say. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. What's your favorite book? Prisoner of Azkaban. Nice. Totally judged me right there. No, yeah, I did judge you, actually. Whenever we want to watch Harry Potter movies, Gail's always like, I want to watch Prisoner of Azkaban. And I'm always like, no. Yeah, I mean, it's a, no, it's a good movie. But I just think, I don't know, I really like, oh, are we talking about movies? Oh, I thought you said whenever we want to watch it. Yeah, I did. Um, But then I realized that I was supposed to be talking about books. books. Whoops. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban, definitely. I think my favorite Order book, of the Phoenix is good too. I like Order of the Phoenix, and I do like the Half Blood Prince. I like the part in the Half Blood Prince, like because I like all the, the Half Blood Prince. Yeah, that's definitely. And also, Flatworm. I like certain parts of the seventh book, not all of it though. Sometimes I skip through the seventh. Yeah, the seventh is a bit boring in some parts. I do like Goblet of Fire. Goblet oh, of my Fire. least favorite is easily Chamber of Secrets, though. Honestly, some parts of Chamber of Secrets I liked. Yeah, like one part, but like <laughs> as a whole, um, I don't know. I do like the first book, too, though. I think they were all pretty good. I yeah, mean, I just don't like the Chamber of Secrets. Speaking quick movie thing about um, Hunger Games, though. What was your favorite movie? Catching Have Fire. we seen all the movies? Yeah. I don't think we've seen Mockingjay. We definitely we watched them in a, in a weekend one. We did? Yeah, because I, I reread the Oh, books. we did, we did, I remember. And then I was like, oh my gosh, we never watched the movies. And then we watched... Oh, we did. We watched. I also remember one time it was like Christmas, and we were all sick, and there was like a Harry Potter movie marathon on. They were showing all without with all deleted scenes. Yeah, like I was like, that's not in the movie, but they. It was crazy. It was so cool. There were a ton of bad breaks, but we watched so much. Our eyes literally fell out of our head when we watched it, but it was amazing. I think we started in like. We didn't watch the whole thing because. But it was like over the course of I think two days. So I think it went from like I don't know nine to like eleven. Because we don't watch TV a lot, so it's kind of like how we long just is the con- it on because we're all How long are the sick. movies in total? Twenty-eight hours. 28? No, 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 no. Because I think there were two sections of like no, there were like sixteen hours. Okay, then maybe two sections of eight hours. Twenty hours, maybe. Okay, so two sections of ten hours. It was over the course of two days. Yeah, and all deleted scenes were like put in the movie, so like what you usually see on like. Not blooper reel, but, you know, in kind Blu-ray. Yeah. Or whatever with the deleted scenes that right. was in. It was so cool. It, it was, was really fun. But but um, we were also extremely sick and we're taking, like, barf breaks every, <laughs> every ten seconds. But 
It's terrible. What's your next book, Sam? Sorry. My next book is um, On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. I really like this book and also, of course, The Hate You Give. I think I like the hate, I prefer The Hate You Give to On the Come Up, but I just really, I honestly, I think they're just so interesting and I really, I really like the characters. I also love the way she writes. I think it's just, it's just so soothing to read. Obviously, okay, no, that sounds bad because I think it also addresses a lot of important issues though. But soothing in a way, as in, soothing like, as in it's it. nice to read. Because there are some authors who, even when they're writing about stuff that you genuinely care a lot about, or that you find super important, they're just painful to read. But I think like she's... choppy. Yeah, it's but so choppy. But she has her. just beautiful writing. I think it's so just, like, exquisite writing. I love it so much. I love her writing. I love her. She's so cool. And, yeah, honestly, I highly recommend either of them. I, I really hope she comes out with a lot more books because they're just so interesting. And her characters, you can really relate to them, you know? And you feel like yeah, I feel like you have friends in them. <laughs> that sounds really sad. It's not sad. It's good. I'm uh, crying. No, I'm kidding. Next. Almost though. Wait, you like it now? I did like it. It's just interesting. You said you hated it. I don't hate it. See, um, I have this... This is The Catcher in the Rye. My I love book. it so I read much. it a week. It's like that other week. You're like the grandpa in that book. What is it? The 14th Goldfish? <gasps> and Marvin? He, like Marvin. Melvin. Melvin. You're like, I think, Melvin or Marvin. Something. And he literally hates the catcher in the rye when he first sees it. And he's like, this kid is stupid. He just whinges. Really? Yes. And then he <laughs> loves it. And he's like, it was a good book. That's you, dude. Thank you. I found, I'll find okay, Fountain of Youth in my Yeah, find the Fountain of Youth in Jellyfish. Um, it's The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Is it Salinger? Salinger? Yeah, Salinger. Yeah, and um, okay. I read it, I don't know, like I said, I think two weeks ago, a week ago, and um, I don't know, it kind of bored me for a bit, but then it was just she like hated the it. on- I didn't hate it. Yes, you did. You were like, I don't I'm understand why you like I- it so much. <laughs> okay, I didn't. But I feel like, like the honesty- Sam, this is D-U-M-B. <laughs> <laughs> the honesty- just made me continue reading because it's like you're reading your own thought process kind of yeah exactly I because love it. it's not he's honest he's not and then the more you read it you really i don't know like I really you relate to him. him um hold in i because just found like it's so because you know how it's sometimes at least for me it's super comforting to like read how i feel sometimes yeah you're like oh like i'm not alone you know yeah he says things that you think or for example one thing is He'll, basically, you'll read about how this one person is kind of terrible, but then Holden will say something like, oh, but he's not that bad. And I feel like I find myself, and I'm pretty sure most people find themselves, like, when they talk about someone to someone else, if the person's like, oh, they sound bad, I feel like you want to defend the person. Even if you don't like them, you want to defend them. I don't know if that makes sense, but... um, Holden did that, and I could totally relate to that, and so that was one reason I liked it, because it the honesty made me want to keep reading. It's not my favorite book, but I think the way he wrote it was good. It was um, intriguing. So, oh, I'll, I have to say what it's about. It's basically about Holden Caulfield, um, who is 16, He's a native New Yorker. I'm looking at the um in there, the jacket. 
Sorry. The book's jacket. The book's jacket. And so it says, through circumstances that tend to preclude adult secondhand description, he leaves his prep school in Pennsylvania and goes underground in New York City for three days. The boy himself is at once too simple and too complex for us to make any final comment about him or his story. Perhaps the safest thing we can say about Holden is that he was born in the world not just strongly attracted to beauty, but almost hopelessly impaled on it. That little paragraph, it's so true. Like, you, there are some books that you feel like you can't really rate, like the Henrietta Lacks book, because it feels so real. Because the right. Henrietta Lacks book is real. But, like, this book just feels so real, you feel like you can't judge someone yeah. on their life. And it depends also. I think that book is so good, because, like, depending on where you are in your life or, like, what you've experienced recently, it... I don't know, at least for me, like, I read it again, and then I notice different things. Yeah, and then here, there's a bit more that I will read. There are many voices in this novel, children's voices, adult voices, underground voices, but Holden's voice is the most eloquent of all. Transcending his own vernacular, yet remaining marvelously faithful to it, he issues a perfectly articulated cry of mixed pain and pleasure. However, like most lovers and clowns and poets of the higher orders, he keeps most of the pain to and for himself. That pleasure he gives away or sets aside with all his heart. It is there for the reader who can handle it to keep. Honestly, the person who wrote this inner jacket is like did a really good job. <laughs> Amazing. It's a, yeah, I recommend book. it. It's there are some sex scenes. Um, there are. Oh, uh, mm, there are kind of references. There are some raunchy moments. There's innuendo. Innuendos. Um, there's a pervert. Well, that's what he's called. Yeah, um, and I th- I think you can... I think, I, I feel like it wouldn't be as interesting when you're really young. Yes. But I think people of all... I think most of these books, though, anyone can read. It just depends on what you feel comfortable with, and... Yeah, if ask you don't your feel, parents Yeah, ask you... your parents if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Or ask an adult you trust or someone else you trust, your siblings, etc., yeah. friends. But I feel like most people read this book... In ninth grade or high school? I think so, for literature. So, yeah. Just to give that. Great book. Book. Yeah, Struggles. so I recommend that. I think, how many are we going to do more? Um, or how many more are we going to do? Well, we have, I'm going to do, I have two, well, I have two more. But, no, I don't. I just did that math wrong. I have three. Okay. Well, Wait, we can do this one together. Okay. And have you read this one yet? No. Okay. Well, now my next book is called The Marriage Plot by Jeffrey Eugenides, I think. I just Googled how to say Eugenides. it. <laughs> Eugenides. I was right. I had to Google how to say it. It's spelled E-U-G-E-N-I-D-E-S. And it's called The Marriage Plot. So I'm just going to read the book jacket. I'm going to summarize it because it's kind of long. Okay. So it's the early 1980s. The country is in a deep recession and life after college is harder than ever. In the cafes on College Hill, the wised-up kids are inhaling Dorita and listening to talking heads. But Madeline Hannah, dutiful English major, is writing her senior thesis on Jane Austen and George Eliot, purveyors of the marriage plot that lies at the heart of the greatest English novels. As Madeline tries to understand why it became laughable to read writers like Cheever and Updike, who wrote about the suburbia Madeline and most of her friends had grown up in, in favor of reading the Marquis de Sade, who wrote about flowering virgins in 18th century France, Real life, in the form of two very different guys, intervenes. Leonard, it's, I don't know, I always say Leonard. 
I think it's Leonard, though. It's Leonard. I always say Leonard in my head. Leonard Bankhead, charismatic loner, college Darwinist, and lost Portland boy, suddenly turns up in a semiotic seminar, and soon Madeline finds herself in a highly charged relationship with him. At the same time, her old quote-unquote friend, Mitchell Grammaticus, who's been reading Christian mysticism and generally acting strange, resurfaces, obsessed with the idea that Madeline is destined to be his mate. So then it just goes on to discuss a little more. It's a little bit, honestly, this is a little bit of a wordy and slightly spoiler-laced book cover. But um, I really, I love this book. I think it's super interesting because it touches on mental health, just kind of college. Um, (laughs) College. Wow. And I just thought it was so interesting because... Best years of your life. (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely PG-13 to R, I would say. But I think it's very interesting because it talks about college. Like I said, it also talks about just just kind of struggles, family ties and relationships. Honestly, well, marriage. Wow, my voice is cracking <laughs> so much. But I, I love this book. I highly recommend it. It looks good. And it talks about a lot. Yeah, it just, yeah. Love it. And it also talks a lot about religion and just kind of finding oneself. And, like, whether you can, I don't know. I thought it was super interesting. Nice. Um, one last thing. I know I keep, like, jumping back. But A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, I would rate it, like, PG. PG, definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or to PG-13 just because of violence. Yeah. I mean, it's The Hunger Games. Oh, so. yeah. So, well, if you read The Hunger but Games. But it's not. The Hunger Games, I'd say, is more. The har- yeah, it's a lot more, more violent. violent. But that's not kind of psychologically arena. difficult. He's a mentor. For them. Yeah. I'd say PG Peter the 13. Yeah. If you've read The Hunger Games, you can definitely read this. Yeah, no problem. Okay, so next, Sam and I both read this. It's called The Goldfinch. By Donna Tart. Um, it was really popular a few years ago, I think. Yeah. I think it was on a lot of book lists. Right. Um, Unsurprisingly, it's amazing. It's very good. It's basically about how um, these two people, they're... It's more about one person, but... I don't know. I feel like it's a lot about relationships that he has in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they affect him, you know? It's kind of exterior. Theo. Yeah. Theo. Yeah, I love... I think it's so interesting. And it's about... So his mom dies within the first couple pages or chapter. And yeah. then he just kind of... He he's really 13 ha- years he's old 13. in the beginning. It's kind of a life story. It follows his life. Um, um, yeah, just read the interior Okay, thing. so it says... Composed with the skills of a master, the goldfinch is a haunted odyssey through present-day America and a drama of enthralling force and acuity. It begins with a boy, Theo Decker, a 13-year-old New Yorker, miraculously survives an incident that kills his mother. Abandoned by his father, Theo is taken in by the family of a wealthy friend. Bewildered by a strange new home on Park Avenue, disturbed by schoolmates who don't know how to talk to him, and tormented above all by his longing for his mother, he clings to the one thing that reminds him of her. A small, mysteriously captivating painting that that ultimately draws Theo into the criminal underworld. As an adult, Theo moves silkily between the drawing rooms of the rich and the dusty labyrinth of an antique store where he works. He is alienated and alienated and in love, and his talisman, the painting, places him at the center of a narrowing, even more, ever more dangerous circle. Okay. Yeah, that, that doesn't. That's, that's that's not really. I think it is. It's a little more 
dramatic. It's actually a little less dramatic. I don't know the whole dark, like the underworld. I was definitely the underworld. What are you talking about? Okay, I don't know. I feel like they have to, the goldfinch is basically the painting, the name of the painting. That, um, should we just say that? The goldfinch is the painting. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to spoil a lot, but it's so a interesting. A lot happens. They, and it's really, I don't know, like, I got really attached to some of the characters, and then, like, you, I don't know, then you lose them sometimes, and it's just kind of hard, you know? Yeah. Even though they're characters. Suppresses a sob. Suppresses a sob. I don't know, it kind of, in a weird way, in a weird way, it kind of reminded me of All the Light We Cannot See. Not no. really. I didn't, that book was, okay. that's by Anthony Doerr. Um, I don't know, just oh. some of the things just remind me of it. A little bit, you're right. But it's pretty different, it's just... <laughs> I thought, I confused that with The Fault in Our Stars, and no. I wanted to die. No. I wanted to cry and shrivel up. <laughs> the Fault in Our Stars is not our yeah, favorite we don't, book. Yeah, we're not really into John Green, except for Looking for Alaska. That's yeah. the only I feel book. like Looking for Alaska, it was like his debut or whatever. That was his best book. I feel like people think it's terrible and think it's all gross, but honestly, the message from that one... The essays written at the end. I mean, I didn't bring that book here. I should have. But. Oh, do we have a copy of it? Yeah. Well, I love that book personally. Me I think. Too. Yeah. The rest I of his books just kind of went down from there. Yeah. It, I don't know. That book, for some reason, really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Same. And although I don't have it here, I do recommend looking for Alaska. Although that is, I'd say, PG-13. To R, maybe? To R. Yeah, just because of the topics. But anyways, back to the Goldfinch. Yeah, I recommend this book. And so does Sam. Yes, very highly. It's kind of just, it's adult, but it's um, kind of like a but thrill, not a thrill. It's not a thrill. It's like fantasy, but it's adult, not fantasy. Um, I don't know. I don't what know, but it's say? good. What would you, I'd say PG-13R. PG-13R, yeah. I mean, only just because like some of these are more adult books. And oh, no. If the, we'd rather not. Um, What's his name? The, why can't I think of his name? The Russian guy. Boris. Boris. Maybe R. Oh, because of Boris? Because <laughs> of Boris. I'd say okay. R maybe for yeah. this one. I personally really liked Boris as a character. I thought he was really funny. Yeah, so do you have... Okay, I have my last books. They... Well, I only have two with me, but it's really just about the entire Grishaverse by, like, Leigh Bardugo. I'm really obsessed with all of her books. Um, well, I started with Six of Crows, you know, Crooked Kingdom, then, like, King of Scars, Shadow and Bone. I actually read Shadow and Bone. I believe that came out first. I think I read Shadow and Bone. Did you read Shadow and Bone? I think you did. Sam really likes the Grishaverse, and I've only read Shadow and Bone, I think. Yeah, and then, we like, Language of Thorns. Yeah, we should. Quick podcast about we that. We like discuss them. Yeah, because I found a bunch of quizzes that I wanted to do for them. If you guys, I don't know, if you guys would like to see that. Email us at sg at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, and I'm obsessed with the Grishaverse. Honestly, there isn't really much more to say. I just love her writing. What's I love about? the characters. Oh, okay, yeah. Let's see. Okay. So this is Crooked Kingdom. Oh, shoot. I should find Six of Crows. Um, just explain a bit about Six of Crows. Okay, so Six of Crows... I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just... Just tell us oh, about the Oh, I know where it is. Hold on. Okay, so... Here's the blurb. Okay. Ketter- I couldn't find I it. couldn't find my book, so I googled it. Okay, Ketterdam, a bustling hub of international trade where anything can be had for the right price. And no one knows that better than criminal prodigy Kaz Brecker. Kaz is offered a chance at a deadly heist that can make him rich beyond his wildest dreams. But he can't pull it off alone. 
dot dot dot, a convict with a thirst for revenge, a sharpshooter who can't walk away from a wager, a runaway with a privileged past, a spy known as the Wraith, a heartrender using her magic to survive the slums, a thief with a gift for unlikely escapes, six dangerous outcasts, one impossible heist, Kaz's crew is the only thing that might stand between the world and destruction if they don't kill each other first. Wait, is Kaz the thief? Yes. I took the Mm. quiz, and I got the thief with a gift for unlikely escapes. I'm pretty sure that's Kaz, yeah. I didn't, for what? I don't know, I took it on the website. I took the Grisha quiz, and I got alchemy. Don't remember what I got. You got, I think you got Tidemaker? Yeah, I don't know. It's cool, though. I've only read one book. book, but actually I might read, I might read more. Yeah, you should. They're great. They're definitely, I think they're my favorite book series. I'm obsessed with them. I love them so much. Yeah. What would you rate, like, PG? Oh, PG-13? I don't know. Young adult. Yeah, YA. Yeah, these, wait, so, Catcher in the Rye, Harry Potter, um, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, um, and the Grishaverse books that Sam has talked about. Oh, on the come up, those are all YA. Yep. And then the Goldfinch, Atlas Shrugged, and the Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. I mean, the Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. I feel like a younger audience it okay. wouldn't appeal to them as much, but it can be. And the Marriage Plot, at least those are. I think adult. those are classically adult. Yeah. Typically, not classically. Classified as. Adult. Classified as adult. There we but go. But I mean, if it's your maturity level, ask your elders. Just read I don't it. Know. Yeah, if you, I don't know. And if you don't like it, then you can always stop reading it. It's just something we thought was interesting. Yeah. Because so I always love getting book recommendations, personally. Me too. So I hope you liked listening to this. We might do these every month or every few months. Depending on how, uh, how much you guys enjoy it. They might not be as long. This one was just a little long. We just won. I don't know. It was just fun. It is fun. And um, also, definitely email us with like, your book recommendations. And also... And we hope you find, like, some good books out of this list. Yeah. We'll write it in the description, just the books and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. I'm Gail. And I'm Sam. And this has been SG with SMG. Bye.